welcome to Power Start Your Day with Dame Nicola Smith-Jackson, helping everyday people to build their empire and win at life, money, and business. And now, here's your lifestyle money and business coach, Dame Nicola. All right, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Power Start Your Day. It's Dame Nicola. We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you because he wants you to win life, money, and business. So good morning, family. I want to talk to you today about how to not repeat anything that doesn't belong in your new year coming. Now, we typically love our podcast to be very evergreen, but we've got to be able to have a conversation with 2020. I don't know about you. There are some people who probably said this was the worst year ever, but is that true? On today, we're going to put 2020 to the test a really specific test. And if you're able to hear me right now, it's time for you to stop letting 2020 test you so you can go into 2021 with resolutions you can stick with. Our power move is going to be, we're going to be going to the book of Romans chapter three, uh, chapter five, verses three through five. And I want us to go to the Lord together because what I want you to understand is that there's a time for everything under the sun, and there is no mistake that you are here in this particular time. So let's go to the Lord together for our first power move. Father God, we come before you. We honor you today because today is the day you've made, and we're glad, we're joyous, we're here in the land of the living Heavenly Father. Today is we're making our petitions made known to you. We want to first open ourselves up by putting up our hands without wrath, Open them up wide so that we are open to hearing what thus says the Lord and doing what he says. We know that there are no mistakes because you can't make any mistake. So we want to reframe and we want to have a new perspective on this year and take with it what we need And what we thought we didn't need, we want to leverage it and maximize it for our benefit. Because in your word, you said that what the enemy meant for evil will be turned around for the good of those who love you. So as we're going to continue to say we love you, not only in our worship, but we want to worship you in spirit and in truth and be courageous enough to do what your word says. As we're going out to do these great exploits in your name, let us Acknowledge you in all of our ways and seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So good morning, good morning, good morning. I want us to talk about how to keep resolutions you can stick with. You know, 2020 has taught us so much. And for those who are willing to learn the lessons and leverage those lessons, you're going to turn to Romans 5, 3 through 5, 
And it says, more than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Now, this is going to be one of those scriptures I encourage you to write down. This scripture passage, Romans 5, 3 through 5, helping us look at every situation in the way that God would have us look at it. Let me tell you something. When you are analyzing things, you're analyzing it based off of either principles or beliefs or perspective. And believe it or not, most of us, we are analyzing things based off of how the world see it. And the world does not see things the same way God does. And I'm telling you this because this is how you're going to crush it in every area of your life in this next year and make resolutions where you can gracefully resolve, detach from anything that doesn't fit. But I don't want you to throw out things thinking that it was trash when it was a part of your treasure. When you look here in Romans chapter 5 and starting at verse 3, it says, the word says, more than that, we rejoice in our sufferings. How many have found gratitude and joy in the suffering, knowing that suffering produces an endurance. It stretches you. It allows you to be able to handle, stick in the game with things you previously couldn't. That sounds like stronger to me. It also says that the endurance produces character. Now, I don't know about you, but there's some people that they need a whole beat down. A spanking just won't do where God will share with you based off of your results or your experiences that you may be going down the wrong road and you, you haven't changed your course. Where you might think that you can sow a specific seed not expecting the harvest from that seed to harvest. Some people think they can trick God's system and think they're going to be able to pull up out of somebody else's crop. So. For many, we realize that putting in the work, 
working in your gifts, create some things like opportunities. I don't want to go too far, but there are things that you've always had that now it's going to be vital for you to use for you and your family to eat. And let me tell you about character. When you start sowing the right seed and you start seeing the right harvest come up, you become hopeful. You say, whoa, God's laws do work. Because not everybody had a bad 2020. As a matter of fact, there's a ton of people who had a great one. If you're not in that Clubhouse app, I literally... This is the first app I have been willing to, when I, when I wake up, I'm like, let's see what's going on on there. When I go to bed, literally every time of night, it's almost like how New York City used to be, where it never slept, but it was a lot of activity happening. And we know that, let's think about that for a moment, even in New York City, for those who might have, you know, not during this most challenging time, but I know New York City is one of the most resilient cities that has endured so much, has endured so much that I know that they will bounce back. They have amazing leadership. But I want you to think about that. Even though there were people would say, what? You will get mugged. Things were going on bad. People were getting hurt, robbed, whatever, but then now you saw the biggest banks, you saw, you, you saw the, 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 um, the penthouses, you saw, you know, so much prosperity is also happening in New York City. So what I want you to know that this is life, that there will be those that in the midst of the rubble will pull themselves up by the bootstrap and start creating Massive success in the midst of challenges. They become stronger. And everyone can do that if we were being led to become stronger. Most everything that's happening in the press is to ignite the fear in you, which will always lessen the faith in you and make you appear or feel weaker. And when you always feel weak, you will always think you need more than what God has given you or what God has said to you. And so I need you to pay attention that hope, hope, being able to operate in hope no matter what's going on will cause you to keep it moving will cause you, you won't stagnate, you won't, you won't be paralyzed, you will keep moving, knowing that you will never be put to shame, knowing that God's love that covers all, that has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. Now, the Holy Spirit is probably one of the highest underused gifts that God has given to us. Literally, he might nudge you and tell you 
to go make a particular move, but your flesh has been overtaken every thought, every move that you've been making, that you will literally, after you hear the whisper, go make that call, go here, go do this, and you continue to ignore the Holy Spirit, who is your helper, who will remind you of God's word that will ensure a love relationship with you and God. True love, you're not going to have it without trust. You're not going to have true love without trust. So you will trust what God says, not what CNN, not what CNBC, not what... The, you, you, how can we keep trusting what man says, just like you or me? You think that just because the country is being led by men that may have gone to different classes or courses or whatever than you, that they trump what God says? Of course, many people do. They wouldn't admit it. Because that whole idea that didn't give you your highest level of hustle in 2020, no matter what you saw, you missed a lot of opportunity. So I don't want you to make a resolution for 2021 until you set something straight for 2020. What if you were to start saying the opposite of what the world is saying, that 2020 was your best year ever? So that will now help you walk in that level of endurance and character that level of hope, that you won't be the one waiting till the clock strikes 12, that you are already on your grind because 2021 has already begun for over a month plus now. How is it that everyone is operating or watching right now the stock market, but they're not living their life like the stock market do. They have Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. Quarter one, two, three, four. They're finished with quarter four, October. And they're on to quarter one, November. And you're waiting for January to make the move. Oh, I'm going to wait to the new year. I'm going to wait to after Christmas. I'm talking about you got entrepreneurs. I shared with you guys. I said, God said, entrepreneurship is what's going to turn the economy around. Free enterprise. And what you guys don't realize, there are people on this clubhouse that won't, can't sleep because they are maximizing the opportunity and they were able to grab the strength from 2020 and make things happen. It's not like they didn't lose family members too. I did. It's not like there weren't challenges that came. It's not like their heart wasn't broken, but they allowed God to put the pieces back together and believe it or not, some of them might not even call him by his name, but because he reigns on the just and the unjust, if they're operating in his principles, he got to pay up. Now, there are believers. I can't call them kingdom builders. 
I would say believers because there are levels to everything. You might just believe. That God exists. But you don't believe what he say. You might believe he exists and then believe what he say but won't do what he say. You might believe, believe what he say, do what he say, but you won't do what he say until you see what he said. That's what we're talking about. When somebody always got to stroke you and remind you to keep going, you identify, put your own self to the test. Because I don't care what the calendar say. It's about who you are in your mind and your heart. Now, I'm going to tell you this right here. There's an analysis that we do for businesses, the SWOT analysis. I've trained this, your strengths, your weaknesses, the opportunities, and the threats. And I want you, as you are creating the resolution, and you're creating the areas of your life that you know you need to level up, that you've been need to level up, I need you to look at the areas that you thought were the worst for you, And I want you to be able to write down what part of the best of you that it brought out, the strengths. I don't know about you, but when I share even my story of when I was in labor over 25 years ago, where I worked 14 hours in labor with my son, Savon, because the week before that, he had sat on my sciatica nerve, and I couldn't go to work, so I missed a Saturday. One week later, which would have been March 15th, 1995, I go in, and I'm feeling the cramps, and I'm thinking like, okay, maybe he's on the sciatica nerve again, but as long as I can stand, because he was on that sciatica nerve, on my left side, and I could not even stand up. Anything that went down came out. Anything that I ate, it would never stay down. It was just horrible. And I laid in the bed and moaned and groaned, and the doctor said, there's nothing we can do, and he just got to move when he's ready to move. So that next Saturday, I said, okay, we're going to rock with this today. And I didn't know the difference because I was only 21. I was only 21 years old. At that moment, I had my own home, three baths, two, three bedroom, two bath home, and it was just me alone and my pregnant self with Savon. You say, where was his dad? His dad had gotten incarcerated from the time he was five months. So I didn't go back home to Georgia to my mom. She begged me, but I had started building a clientele. I had my beautiful home. I had my beautiful mango tree in the back. I started establishing a life, and I said, Mom, I'm going to stick it through. I'm okay. But on that day, March 15, 1995, 
I didn't even know that those were contractions because I never knew what it felt like to bring a baby all the way to full term because on March 15th, 1994, was the day that I delivered my only girl that I was pregnant with and her brother, Nicolette and Nicholas. I delivered them, but they did not come home. So I thought, surely one year later, this must be a reenactment of the year before. So I'm doing my prayer and everything. And I worked all day long and I drove myself home. And when I went and laid on my couch in my little den, that was the area that I can see the little black leather couch right now. And I laid, I plopped myself on there and started breathing. And I said, let me call the doctor and see what's going on now. Because remember, one week before they sent me home, like ain't nothing we could do. You just got to tough through it. And then when I described the pain I was having, even though it was slightly different, they said, well, how far the contractions? And by the time I was listening, it was five minutes apart. They said, get here, get here, get here. And I'm like, I'm home by myself. Get here, get here, call an ambulance. And I'm like, nah, you don't understand. During that time, I'm like, oh, no, we don't call nobody in no uniform for nothing unless it's absolutely necessary. So I got in that car and I drove myself down Broward Boulevard to Broward General Hospital and walked in there. They got me in there, rushed me back, got me out of the clothes, put me up in pendulum position where my legs were 90 degrees so I can save my son's life. They said he got to stay in there longer. It's too early for him to come out. 31 weeks gestation. One week later, March 22nd, I stayed in pendulum position, only go down to use the bathroom, on the little potty seat, uh, wipe yourself off, eat a little food, and go back up in 90 degrees. They had to bring the bed in there that would go up. And sometimes I say, can I just be at 45? I had to be as close as 90 to say, do you want to save your son's life? And I'm in the room by myself. My mother's all the way in Georgia. I don't even want to talk to her because I don't want her to worry. I delivered Savon, and when I can see, they already said, this is what they said. They said, listen, he's very small. When he comes out, don't expect him to cry or anything like that. You know, don't expect him to do anything. And I delivered him. They said, the, the best thing, we don't want you sedated. We don't want him sedated. We can't give you anything. Not even Tylenol. All to save his life. When Savon came out, he looked, me and him looked at each other's eyes. Because I had a dream when I was pregnant with him. And I, I saw him. And oh my gosh, he, it was him. It was exactly how I dreamed. And him and I looked each other in the eye. And he hollered out like a big boy. Because I had hope. 
And just as I drove myself to the hospital, I drove myself back home and had to leave him in there for a few weeks with this big old breast pump, not knowing nothing, not having my mom and not having my aunt and not having nobody to show me this is how you pump your breast so you can have milk to save his life. Not knowing that just because I kept going is how God positioned me to know the difference of how to have endurance to save someone else's life. No, not an EMT worker. No, I'm not a doctor. No. But I know that life begins in the spirit. That was just one story of many that you'll hear, of course, in Pink Millionaire, The Raw Truth, about building an empire that has me with resilience. There's so many things that I've seen and made it through, so many things you've seen and made it through, that you got to start looking at whatever it was, it made me stronger. So you can be stronger to meet those resolutions coming soon. So listen, guys. Today, we talked about putting 2020 on a SWOT analysis and the strengths. You're stronger than you give yourself credit for. You're stronger than you're allowing the news to tell you. And when you know you're stronger, you make different moves. So while you're writing the short list on the resolution, you need to identify how you're stronger because in that strength, there is a little secret to your prosperity for 2021. I want you to start looking for things that are beyond obvious so you can start making resolutions you can stick to. I love you guys. Go to Romans 5, 3 through 5. Write it down. Identify the strengths that have come out. It's on the side of what you thought made you weak. And whatever didn't kill you has made you stronger. Act in that today. Go out there and tell your story today. Go out there and promote your business today. Go out there and follow up with who you were afraid to hear that they weren't interested today. Because you're stronger now. Have a blessed day.